0: A smiling serial poop dumper is terrorizing Toronto. New Zealand launches the world's first HIV positive sperm bank. And a man has been accused of using sorcery to cause crocodile attacks in Mozambique. These are the weird stories for Wednesday. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy, and I am super tall.
1: Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in weird AF news. Oh yeah.
0: A smiling cereal pooper is terrorizing Toronto. Yes, a cereal poop thrower appears to be on the loose in Toronto. This is very concerning. Toronto police are looking for the man... Allegedly behind three separate diarrhea attacks that have taken place in the last week. In each instance, the shitter rolled up on an unsuspecting person, dumped a bucket of fecal matter on them, and then ran away. Police have not yet determined that the dump and dasher in each incident is the same person. I think you can uh, assume that it probably is. I mean, how many people are uh, coincidingly. Doing some serial poop dumping in the same city. I'm going to say this is uh, the same individual, although I don't work for any crime unit. So I'm just a, uh, a guy from Massachusetts with a public school education. So I just don't, I can't really weigh in on that on a professional level. But it seems to me like it's probably the same serial poop dumper. In at least two cases, the descriptions of the suspect are quite similar. The most recent attack took place Monday outside of a university of toronto building near college street and university avenue the police said a man approached a woman on the sidewalk dumped a bucket of poop on her and ran away the man was described as a black male in his 30s with a medium build wearing a yellow hard hat a blue shirt and gloves a yellow hard hat yeah there's a photo yellow hard hat <laughs> that's a <strange. laughs> so he's i mean he's a wannabe construction worker that does a uh, poop dumping on the side he reportedly left behind his orange Home Depot bucket which housed the fecal matter. Ooh, I hate that word fecal matter. Gross. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that again. The bucket was also left at the scene of the other two incidents. Of course you leave the poop bucket. You don't take the bucket with you. You know. I know it's I realize it's a clue. But you can't be just taking the bucket with you, I feel like, you know. Once it's had poo in it, you just got to you got to leave it. So then on, on November 22nd also, a man dumped a bucket of poop over the head of a man who was sitting inside the Robarts Library at the University of Toronto. An eyewitness said at first they didn't know what was in the contents of the bucket, but then the bad odor set in. Here's a quote from an from a witness to the poop dumping. The smell hit like two minutes later, and it was a really foul smell. It's something like if you were working at a construction site, you know, one of those mobile bathrooms, and you just went in there like a very concentrated poop like smell, you know? <laughs> I love how you use this person used the word foul. foul. Very foul smell. You don't hear that word often enough. The witness said the man poured everything out of what looked to be a 20 liter bucket. I was definitely traumatized, very disgusted by this very lowly act. This lowly foul act of poop dumping. Just 2 days later the rogue pooper struck again at York University's Scott Library. Now, this guy likes to just dump poop on people at the library. That's... Well, I'll tell you, that's one place you're not going to expect to have diarrhea thrown at you, for sure, at the library. This guy has a plan. So, this was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. A man entered the library with a bucket, poured the poop onto an unsuspecting person sitting at a table before, before fleeing. Security cameras captured images of the suspect... If you study the images, the suspect appears to be grinning broadly as he carries a bucket covered by a piece of fabric. Oh, this guy's smiling the whole time. Hence the name of the article. The Smiling Serial Poop Dumper. What does the police chief think of all this? Wow. Well, he thinks these are serious offenses, these shit attacks. Here's a quote. If you can identify that person, please call us and let us know. There definitely will be an apprehension. Oh, there'll be an apprehension already. I'm going to catch this smelly man. I hope. It's a very, very disturbed individual. It's one thing to be dumping poop on people. It's another to be dumping poop on people at libraries. And it's another to be smiling while you're dumping poop on people at libraries. Very strange, um, just disturbed individual. So if you're in Toronto, please watch out for the serial pooping. My heart goes out to everybody in Toronto, the whole city. I just, I feel, I feel terrible. Um, and I hope the police catch this hard hat wearing, cereal poop dumping, smiling piece of shit. Well, it's all right if you want, you can stay. I'll give weird
1: news.
0: New Zealand launches the world's first HIV-positive sperm bank. The world's first HIV-positive sperm bank has been launched in an effort to reduce the stigma experienced by those living with the virus. Sperm positive has begun with three male donors from across New Zealand who are living with HIV but have an undetectable viral load, meaning the amount of the virus in a person's blood is so low that it can't be detected by standard methods. Although this does not mean the HIV has been cured, it does mean that the treatment is working well and so the virus cannot be passed on even through sex without a condom or childbirth. Okay, so let me wrap my head around this because when I first saw the title of the of the article, the HIV positive sperm bank, I thought to myself, who would even risk such a sperm bank? The chance that your child could have it, but apparently this is uh, this is a situation that the virus cannot be passed on. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a, a different situation, and so it I guess it makes it okay, right? Uh, I still don't know who would choose this sperm bank. Would you go to this sperm bank? I mean, people get very particular with the sperm. I know. I've looked into it because I thought to myself, you know, times were hard when I was in New York for a bit. And I thought, maybe I'll donate my sperm. And I looked it up, and they have height requirements. Oftentimes, there's, like, uh, education-level requirements. I think I even saw an SAT score minimum for one of the places. I and mean, I, I didn't fit any of these requirements, unfortunately. wasn't tall enough, very low SAT scores didn't do very well in school and so if they're having those sorts of requirements I would imagine they're also going to make a requirement where you can't uh, you can't be HIV positive to <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just guessing uh, now this place is trying to change that by creating the uh, sperm positive donation center but uh, I I find it very hard to believe that anybody looking for a donor would go to go to such a place I really do so, I mean, I applaud you for trying to break the stigma of HIV here, but I just really feel like you're you're offering a service that no one's going to take advantage of whatsoever just because people are just very picky when it comes to their sperm. You know what I mean? Now, they interviewed a, a man with HIV uh, who said that there's a lack of education among the public in New Zealand about what an undetectable status meant and that he had experienced some stigma about living with HIV in both his work and his personal life. He says, I have many friends who are also living with HIV who have gone on to have children. Being able to help others on their journey is so rewarding, but I also want to show the world that life doesn't stop post-diagnosis and help to remove the stigma. The online sperm bank said it will be made clear to people looking for a donor that they have HIV but are on effective treatment and so cannot pass the virus on. The initiative created by, created by the New Zealand AIDS Foundation, Positive Women Incorporated, and Body Positive, hopes to educate people in New Zealand about HIV transmission. So uh, I think because of that, it's very good. I don't think anybody's going to be ordering this sperm anytime soon. But I do believe that the, the creation of this is definitely going to raise awareness as to what, you know, the different stages of HIV are, and when the virus can't be passed on or cannot, um, and the status that surrounds, you know, those situations. I think, uh, I think it's good for that. I think it will raise awareness for that. So in that case, it's, this sperm bank is uh, pretty functional in that it is, you know, going to raise awareness. So I do like that. There are people with this disease that are facing stigma and discrimination in the world, and um, you know I think they should get some relief from that. It's hard enough to live with a disease like this, you know. The discrimination that comes along with it is just like a kick in the face while you're down, you know, in my opinion. Uh, so the online sperm bank was was launched, or will be launched ahead of World AIDS Day, which is December first, twenty nineteen. So you'll be happy to know. So if you guys want more information, just Google sperm positive and, um, you know, I wish, I wish them luck on their endeavor. I like this. A Mozambique man has been accused of using sorcery to cause crocodile attacks. In a bizarre story out of Mozambique, I just love to say Mozambique. It's so fun. Say it with me. Ready? Mozambique. An elderly man has been driven from his village after the neighbors claimed he was a sorcerer who could control crocodiles. The strange case reportedly occurred in the town of Dombe, where residents are on edge following a series of attacks by crocodiles over the last few months. Rather than seeing the unsettling events as unfortunate encounters with one of Mother Nature's most dangerous predators, the people in the community contend that there is something far more sinister afoot. Yes, something afoot. I love when things are afoot. That means it's about to get, um, you know, very uh, scary, possibly, you know. It is believed in the village that the aggressive crocodiles are in fact being controlled by an elderly man who they suspect of practicing witchcraft, specifically crocodile witchcraft, which I've never heard of, but apparently it exists. You would think that they would, they would find this in Florida, but no, it's in Mozambique. So the father of one youngster who fell victim to the creatures explained that the man asked his son for some food that he had just purchased at the store. And when his request was rebuffed, the old man promised they were the last biscuits and drink, and drink he would ever take in his life because he would soon die. The next day he went to the river and he really did die. I guess he was attacked by a crocodile. The The accusation was echoed by a young man who managed, managed to survive a crocodile attack and noted that, quote, that old man asked me to fetch water for him. I delayed, and when I returned, he got angry with me, and he made threats. Words soon began to spread through the community that this mysterious man could control the creatures, these crocodiles, and had allegedly been seen performing rituals down by the river where they live. It would seem that the rumors sparked something of a hysteria as a mob ultimately formed to run this old man crocodile whisperer, sorcerer, evil doer, out of town. The angry residents of the community destroyed the man's home and all of his possessions. Wow, they really went to town on this guy, huh? Angry mob. The old man was able to escape. He fleed to the police station. At the police station, he was residing for fear of returning to the village. Since they would undoubtedly kill him. Authorities in Dombe hope to help the man find a new community to call home as the residents of his former village insist that we don't want that citizen in our area anymore. It remains to be seen whether the actions of the villagers will result in an end to the crocodile attacks, as one imagines that if they really were controlled by the man, then they're pretty ornery now. Yes, yes, it remains to be seen if the crocodiles keep attacking once this man's been removed, you know. I'd imagine this is one of those small villages... Rural community, tribal perhaps. They still carry around lots of superstitions, which I find fascinating. I really do. I enjoy superstitions. I think a lot of them are very creative, like the cup- chupacabra. You know, I love stuff like that. I've always loved as a child. I was very, very into uh, Greek mythology and all those weird stories. You know, those myths. I thought they were really cool. A lot of them were used to explain certain facets of of nature. Uh, certain events and whatnot. Yeah, I've always been interested in stuff like that. The weirder, the better, you know. And uh, you know, you you get these superstitions, man. You might believe if something goes wrong in your area that it's the result of a demonic possession or some sort of witchcraft or a sorcerer or Merlin the wizard. You know, I find this stuff amazing. I'm, you know, I don't I don't believe in a lot of it, you know. But I'm open to be convinced. I'd love to meet a sorcerer. That can control crocodiles or even geckos. I'm okay with that. It doesn't have to be some sort of, you know, extravagant creature that you're controlling. If I would be impressed if you controlled a pigeon for like five minutes, I'd be like, wow, that's fascinating. Can you make that pigeon breakdance? Wow, so cool. Anybody in Mozambique listen to the show? I'd love to. I'd love to hear from you, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, I'd love to raise enough money to fly over there to uh, interview this sorcerer and um, see if. We could, we could do a f- special Florida Friday episodes where we just I sit down with this guy and I talk all about how to control alligators. I think that would be cool. I think the people in Florida would appreciate that because there's alligators everywhere. Everywhere. You've heard the song. Well, hello, my weirdos, my fellow fans and listeners of Weird AF News. I appreciate you being here. It's the holiday season and uh, leading into Thanksgiving, I hope you guys are planning on spending some time with your relatives good quality time with your friends you know how it goes eating a lot but not too much you don't want to overdo it you you certainly don't want to be drinking and driving you hear me florida talking to you uh i want to give a shout out to all the people who called in i published a couple calls at the end appreciate you guys appreciate all the uh, happy holiday thanksgiving wishes that you've sent me so much it means so much uh we're rounding up on another year of weird af news and i'm uh and I'm very very pleased with uh, all that we've accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as always, I I open up the phone lines and the emails. A- anytime you want to reach me, it's no problem. It's six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Give me a call whenever. Just wish me a happy Thanksgiving or a Merry Christmas or Happy New Year, whatever you feel like doing during the holiday season. Just call anytime. You can email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. On Instagram, it's at funnyjones. On Twitter, at funnyjones, and on Facebook, it's comedian Jonesy. Uh, today I posted on the Patreon an article about uh, the weirdest Thanksgiving side dishes, and then uh, I opened up the floor for all my patrons to comment and tell me about the weirdest side dish you've ever had at Thanksgiving, or the weirdest food you've ever had on a holiday in general. It would be, I like that funny stuff. Appreciate that. So join the Patreon if you guys would like to jump into this into the discussion. You also get bonus episodes as well. It's patreon.com slash weird AF News. And I can't think of a better time to join the Patreon than during the holiday season. Uh, show some show some love to Weird AF News and everything we're doing over here. When I say we, I just mean me sitting on my sitting on the rug of my dingy apartment in Los Angeles. Yeah. Building an empire, guys. This is where it all begins. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm unsure whether or not I'll do a Thanksgiving episode tomorrow, but I'm, I'm leaning towards, yes, I'm leaning towards I probably will do one. But we'll see. I'm, if I get some inspiration, I might do it. I'm going to look for some Thanksgiving-centric stories, and if I find enough that I think are, are cool, I'll, I'll do an episode for you all. Meanwhile, happy holiday. Much love to you and your loved ones. Hey,
1: Jonesy. It's Michael from Iowa City calling. And it's that time of year, again, to take stock of our situations and think about what's going on in the world and to give thanks for the things we have and those around us. And I just wanted to call in and say happy Thanksgiving to everyone and let the Weird AF News family know that I love and appreciate them. I'm calling to name out a few regulars, James from Sacramento and Dallas from Minnesota uh, James and Angel from Texas and Seeking Plum and uh, you know who all y'all are out there sorry if I'm missing people uh, and your names but everyone in the Weird AF family I just want to wish y'all well and have a happy Thanksgiving um, you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world and we just need to be grateful for what we have uh, be grateful for what we have and uh, this Weird AF family wouldn't be possible if it weren't for Jonesy. So I just want to tell you, Jonesy, that uh, I love and appreciate what you do and you bring brightness and joy to my day each and every day. And um, you put a lot of hard work and passion into this podcast. You uh, find the time each and every day to do this and to uh, put your efforts into bringing joy to the world. You talk about There's a lot of sad news and hard news out there, and your efforts and purpose are to bring some little uh, alternative news to us so that we can find something different and entertaining and something that brings us a little happiness, and you accomplish that all the time, and I'm truly grateful for that, and I'm thankful for that. I can honestly say that since the beginning when I started listening to you, that without a doubt that uh there's no one who's had a a greater impact in my life over this time than you have and I'm I'm truly truly grateful for that i have a friend who's had twins they're 2 years old now in a couple of weeks and uh you know they've brought a lot of joy to my life but other than them you've had the greatest impact in my life i've shared before that i'm legally blind and i'm going home for thanksgiving and so I know that things can always be worse than what they are. So we just need to know that um we need to find great gratefulness and gratitude for what we have. And when we sit down with our families at Thanksgiving, you know, we get little tussles about what's going on, but we can always choose to be right or be kind. And we need to make the right choice there and be kind to each other and love one another. And for that, I just want to say Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And let's uh let's be kind to one another
2: and, and love each other. What's up, Jonesy? I just had to call in again to comment on the Instagram porn star adult actress um kickoffer story. And I haven't listened to the whole story. You know me, I'm horrible at that. But I had to call in and comment, bro. Like, um you were saying I haven't listened to the whole story, like, so don't let me don't get mad at me if if you if you change or whatever, but you were saying that there's, like, no way that they weren't showing nudity, or maybe they were, you know, a little blurry mark, or whatever, that they were probably having inappropriate content. And that's what, what I'm wondering is this. Like, um, from what it sounds like, is it sounds like that they had actually no inappropriate content at all, and they were kicked off solely because they are adult film stars. So, you know, maybe their Instagram account has no kind of nothing, just like your Instagram account. Could look just like yours. But you're not a famous adult film star that everybody knows the name and or whatever can be looked up. And so I think if that is the reason why they get kicked, got kicked off, that is bull. You know what I mean? There's no way. And that's that, You know, it sounds like that to me. There's no other way they could make a stink. And, you know what I mean? It just makes no sense. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm always a logical person. Things have to make sense to me. That, that's just the way I live. I feel like spots sometimes. And it's like, that don't make no sense, bro. I mean, I think that they were kicked off without without having any kind of inappropriate stuff on there. So, um, I don't know. Maybe the rest of the story will say that that's what it was, or that is the case, or that ain't the case. But if that is the case, that's garbage, bro. And, you know what I mean? And that's what sounds like the case is, and There should be no way that happens to them, and I felt like I'm repeating myself, so I'm going to stop. Okay, I'm out.